Welcome to the National Vaccine Information Center's Vaccine Risks and Failures podcast series. These podcasts are from previously recorded and referenced commentaries and articles produced by MVIC, a charitable nonprofit organization. My name is Barbara Lowe Fisher. My son was injured by DPT vaccine in 1980, and this is a reference commentary brought to you by the nonprofit National Vaccine Information Center that can be read on NVIC.org. As summer comes to an end, the drumbeat promoting back-to-school vaccinations grows louder and louder in America. Unlike children in Canada and the European Union, our children must get dozens of doses of vaccines or they can't get a public school education. Over the past century, denial of a public school education has been used like a club by public health and medical trade officials demanding that state legislators enact no shots, no school, no exceptions vaccine laws. In 1914, children had to get one dose of smallpox vaccine to go to school. In 2014, children entering kindergarten must get a minimum of 29 doses of nine vaccines. Babies enrolled in daycare get even more vaccines. Parents in 48 states can file a religious or personal belief vaccine exemption, but some states make those exemptions very hard to get. A medical exemption is allowed in all states, but doctors rarely grant them to children anymore because almost all medical reasons for delaying or withholding a vaccine have been eliminated. Government and medical trade officials narrowed medical contraindications to vaccination after Congress shielded doctors and vaccine manufacturers from vaccine injury lawsuits. Today, even children with severely compromised immune systems are given most vaccines. Now that everybody is a candidate for vaccination all the time, liability-free doctors have been given a green light to practice authoritarian medicine. Distraught parents are contacting NVIC and telling us that pediatricians are dismissing their child's vaccine reactions as unimportant and refusing to make a report to the federal vaccine adverse events reporting system. Mothers describe how pediatricians are screaming at them if they decline a vaccination or simply ask for fewer shots to be given to their child on the same day. Recently, a member of the American Academy of Pediatrics proclaimed publicly that he is justified in getting angry at and discriminating against parents disobeying his orders to give their children every federally recommended vaccine on schedule, which by the way means 49 doses of 14 vaccines between day of birth and age six with 20 more doses of vaccines by age 18. Calling those parents, quote, a public health menace and comparing them to, quote, substance abusers, he refuses to treat their children. He said, quote, that person is a danger not only to themselves, but is a danger to society, a danger to other children in my practice, a danger to old people, a danger to everyone. It is sad and frightening when doctors demonize and threaten parents making thoughtful medical risk decisions for their children. The American Academy of Pediatrics knows that vaccines carry serious risks for some children because AAP leaders successfully lobbied Congress to be exempt from vaccine injury lawsuits. But even if $3 billion in federal vaccine injury compensation had not already been awarded to vaccine victims in America, and even if the Institute of Medicine had not published a series of reports confirming that vaccines can cause injury and death, everybody knows that people do not all respond the same way to pharmaceutical products like vaccines. 
Each one of us is born with unique genes and a unique microbiome influenced by epigenetics, which affects how we respond to the different environments we live in. Some of us are more susceptible to vaccine complications. Public health officials have known this for a long, long time. With so many pediatricians denying vaccine risks and failures, it is even more important for parents to do their own research. If your child is getting back to school shots, you should know how to identify symptoms of a vaccine reaction. Once your child has had a vaccine reaction, revaccination may cause a more serious reaction. Plus, you only have two years to file a claim in the Federal Vaccine Injury Compensation Program after a vaccine-related death or three years after a vaccine injury. A few of the more serious vaccine reaction symptoms are high fever between 103 and 105 degrees Fahrenheit or more, high-pitched screaming, also known as the encephalitic cry, is described as a shrill scream, shriek, or wail that goes on for hours. Mothers often say they've never heard this type of crying before. Sometimes babies arch their backs while screaming, which can be a sign of brain inflammation. Collapse shock. The child may be pale, have bluish lips, and suddenly go limp and appear to be unconscious. Convulsion or seizure symptoms include eyes fluttering and rolling back in the head twitching, trembling, sh jerking, shaking, or sudden rigidity of one or more parts of the body. Excessive sleepiness is when the child sleeps deeply without moving for hours after vaccination and does not respond to noise, touch, or light, and cannot be easily awakened to eat. Brain inflammation, also called encephalitis or acute encephalopathy, has been recognized as a very serious complication of vaccination since the first vaccine for smallpox. Symptoms can include convulsions, high-pitched screaming, collapse, and hours of unconsciousness. Encephalopathy, or chronic brain dysfunction, can include physical and mental regression, dramatic personality and behavior changes, loss of muscle control, speech, and other abilities, or the child may be unable to continue to meet developmental milestones. This is not a full list of vaccine reaction symptoms. And there are other types of reactions affecting immune and brain function involving the skin, joints, blood, and other parts of the body that can be warning signs a child may be sensitive to one or more vaccines. Some reactions develop within hours of vaccination, while others, like convulsions following MMR vaccination, can take a week or longer to appear. Before vaccination, read the vaccine manufacturer's product inserts so you are aware of the types of serious health problems reported in pre-licensure clinical trials and during post-marketing surveillance. Take a look at vaccine ingredients as well, because some children are allergic to antibiotics, gelatin, MSG, thimerosal, yeast, egg protein, or other vaccine ingredients. Parents also need to know that vaccine-acquired immunity is not permanent and fully vaccinated children can still get and transmit infectious diseases. Vaccine failures and waning immunity is a real problem for vaccines like B. pertussis, also known as whooping cough. The FDA reported last year that vaccinated persons still can be infected with and transmit pertussis, sometimes without even showing any symptoms. The majority of children in many pertussis outbreaks have been vaccinated. Signs of B. pertussis whooping cough range from a low fever, loss of appetite, and mild cough, to violent paroxysmal coughing, 
with choking and vomiting of large amounts of sticky mucus for many weeks. Small infants can suffer brain damage or die from pertussis if they cannot clear mucus clogging their airways. Understanding vaccine risks and failures is a vital part of conscious parenting today. At NVIC.org, you can find well-referenced information about vaccines and diseases, including vaccine manufacturer product inserts, and a brochure that lists eight questions you should ask yourself before your child is vaccinated. On NVIC.org, you can review vaccine reaction reports made to the Federal Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System. You can read testimonials on the cry for vaccine freedom wall by Americans describing how they are being persecuted when they try to make informed voluntary decisions about vaccination for themselves and their children. You can sign up for the free online NVIC advocacy portal and work to secure informed consent protections in your state's vaccine laws. It is really important to find an intelligent, enlightened doctor you can trust, who treats you with respect and your child with compassion. Plan to spend at least as much time empowering yourself with information and carefully thinking about vaccines and diseases as you do when you buy a new car or a new home. It's your health, your family, your choice. Before you take a risk, find out what it is. To learn more about vaccines, diseases, and the human right to informed consent, visit mvic.org, the website of the nonprofit charity, the National Vaccine Information Center. Since 1982, MVIC has worked to prevent vaccine injuries and deaths through public education and to secure informed consent protections in U.S. vaccine policies and laws. Visit mbic.org and mbicadvocacy.org to get well-referenced vaccine information that you can trust and share with your family, friends, and members of your community. It's your health, your family, your choice. <laughs>